gentlemen welcome this is dump on the ump ostensibly a baseball podcast tonight is wednesday october the 7th 2020 coming at you from champaign illinois my name is joel with me tonight as per usual is sam sam how's it going uh hey joel i'm doing well i'm coming at you as usual from brooklyn new york my hot take for tonight is that right now i'm eating a giant bowl of cincinnati chili Oh, uh, Cincinnati chili came in a bag, a non-refrigerated bag that you then put in the mic- microwave, and it already has pasta. And I think that the key, it's Skyline Chili, right? This is the original. Right. And so the key is that the noodles are the same texture as the chili. Like, you just got to cook the shit out of them <laughs> until they're as soft as chili. That's the key. This is what I'm learning about Cincinnati Jelly, yeah. So wait, what's the hot take? It's good. (laughs) My other hot take is I watched the end of the Yankees-Rays game last night, and Lumpy Sanchez cannot hit a fastball. Like, it was embarrassing. That was so good. Gary Sanchez? Yeah. At the end of the game last night, it was he was up, there were two on and one out, I think, and this guy's throwing like 100 miles an hour. And he struck on this fastball... Right down the middle, like in the middle of the K zone at like 98 miles an hour. He didn't even start swinging until the ball was in the catcher's glove. <laughs> He's terrible. It was bad. He's terrible. He's not playing tonight, right? They got the Kyle uh, other guy. Kyle, Kyle. So my thing about the other catcher, I'm always like, oh, they've got a Japanese guy for a catcher. And then I see him and I'm like, that guy's not Japanese at all. <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> yeah, the name to focus on with him is the first name, not the last name. Right. Yeah, no, that guy that guy's gotta be their starting catcher though. Um yeah, screw Lumpy Sanchez. We'll talk about that more. Yeah, it was embar- embar- like I was like, oh man, I can't believe he just did that on TV. <laughs> he embarrassed him. He's so split by now. Was, yeah. <laughs> Like, if he was, if there were people in that, like, I don't understand why they didn't have a laugh track, like, hooked up to the loudspeaker, because, like, that's what he would have heard if there were people in the stands. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Also joining us uh, via Zoom, returning almost regular guests now, Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Great. Uh, happy to be an almost regular guest. Uh, guest. Um, happy to be here. I watched that also failure by Harry Snatches and uh, was impressed by his lack of quality. Uh, He's so bad. Can we just talk about how bad he is at both of his jobs? He has two jobs and he's bad at both of them. Right. He it's not even a you had really one job him. situation. He has his streaks where he's hitting the stink out of the ball and that's why everybody, we all hate him probably. Uh, it's nice to. We, I think what we need to do is focus more on sort of relishing these moments where he really does is like shows his true lack of quality, you know, and just like really revel in it. Because there's every once in a while he's going to be the asshole that hits a home run when you don't want him to. Right. No, right. totally. But the thing is, is like everybody's that asshole sometimes. It's like in That's like a song, as right? a as a baseball yeah. player, Gary Sanchez is a failure. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I'm happy to be here. My hot take is that I have a dinger now, apparently, after listening to the podcast last week. So that means I'm always right. Right, so play it. So Can you hear hit it? it, hit it, hit it again. It was a little quiet. Hmm. It must have been where my microphone was set up. Yeah. For listeners of last week's podcast, you may have wondered about the 45 to 60 seconds in which a very horror movie-like sound could be heard on the podcast. And that was Thomas absentmindedly hitting the same key over and over again on his keyboard as he made points about baseball. 
I missed it. I can you yep, can hear it a little bit. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny, and I I apologize for that uh, oversight. It, but now he's gonna do it on purpose. No, I'm, but now I'm every time I make a point, I'm gonna be like, "Do you understand the point?" But if you don't hear it, it doesn't really work. Right, right. You'll have to turn your keyboard up. Right, I have to plug it. <laughs> this is when it's unplugged. That's why I didn't think it made any sound because it's. <laughs> I just thought I was just banging away in here while I was talking to you, like, "Oh yeah," and then I was like, "Yeah," I don't know that. but anyway, the minute was. Maybe you can hear that one. I don't know. Anyway, the point being, sorry about that. The other one is that I want to just let everybody know that I'm not on methamphetamines. I, I was really racing through some topics last week. <clears throat> my appearance. Not it's on methamphetamines. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just you and the president of the United States of America. He is also on methamphetamine. <laughs> I really, you know, I mean, this is, uh, you know, to damned be the listener at home, but I really want Sam to switch to Zoom for a second so I can see this bag of chili. Oh, I just finished it. I was eating it out of a bowl. Oh, okay. You just cook it in the bag and then put you it in You cook it in a bag. You put I'm it in your cabinet in a bag and then you cook it in the bag. Um, I think you need to eat it in the bag. <laughs> you could. You could eat it in the bag. Uh, man. All right, well, this is not the cooking show, because I was about to talk about what I had for dinner. Also. It's Welcome to Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a cooking show. <laughs> no, that's Top of the Croc. Like, top, of, top of the Croc. That's going to be our spin-off, our spin-off podcast. It's going to be Top of the Croc, when we just talk about food. I'm joy. wearing Crocs. Oh, we were talking about Crock-Pots. Yeah, we, we just talked about Crock-Pot recipes. Sam, do you wear Crocs in the kitchen? No, I wear Berkies. Yeah, All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take, I got to talk about basketball for a second. Because Ooh. I know. Yeah, exactly. Well, you guys will like this one. I am fucking finished with NBA fans on the internet. Oh, nice. I have tried to tolerate them. I have tried to defend them. Nope. They're fucking done. They're donezo. They can't talk anymore. The only thing they care about is LeBron versus Jordan. Nobody else gives a shit. And it gets <laughs> to, like, a sociopathic level with these people. Couldn't you, right? like, just be like, well, you know, I think Patrick Ewing's the best of all time. Or something <laughs> yeah, like that. just to piss him off. Yeah. yeah. You're like, uh, excuse me, Larry Bird? Yeah. Arvidas <laughs> Sabonis? Yeah. The Lithuanian wonder? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, in baseball, you know, we were just talking. Who do, who's the best guy in the AL? We were just having, before we went on air, we were just talking about that. People in other sports have these conversations, but I don't believe that anybody gets as rabid or takes it as fucking personally as NBA fans do about LeBron versus Jordan. And at the end of the day, Nobody outside, it's like, it's like how much I love Dungeons and Dragons, right? I love talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Nobody outside my circle of friends gives a shit. Now, Some people in your circle of friends don't give a shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Do you get it? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, true. And maybe I'm being hypocritical since this is ostensibly a baseball podcast. But at least we... <laughs> <laughs> at least I do not get as irrationally angry and personally offended as NBA fans do. So you seem pretty fired up. I, I'm fired up about them being fired up. It's their fault for getting fired up for getting me fired up. So what's the Stop consensus generally? What? What's the consensus? Like, what do people? I think, think the whole point is there is no consensus generally, right? And and there could be no consensus. But is there like, like a is there like a large minority that's like Jordan's better or LeBron is better? Like, who's if I louder? Had to guess, I would say the the small majority is on Jordan's side. Right. That's really. The, I would imagine that it would be the other way. Yeah. Well, go to TikTok. Well, and, I mean, I don't look at the internet that much. I'm well, just the, I'm just saying Twitter's kind of skews older. And the right. older crowd's going to think Jordan's better. 
but I would think that that would yeah. be the more active internet crowd would be a younger it would be kids more kids and no. then I would expect that LeBron would have the edge because like kind of recency bias no not on mm-hmm. Twitter though Twitter skews Twitter. older <laughs> Twitter's all old people <laughs> it skews TikTok. older TikTok is LeBron James fans. Yeah, Snapchat. Go to Snapchat and see who thinks Jordan is better. It'll be a much smaller group. Well, I bring it up because LeBron is one win away from winning his fourth NBA title. Without three different teams? Four different teams? With his third different team. Mm -hmm. Wait. So, so Jordan has six. What? It's only his fourth? It's only his fourth. That's what all the Jordan fans say. That's crazy. He goes to the finals like oh, almost yeah. literally every <laughs> single year. He does. No, he went eight years in a row and right. has only missed one in the last ten years, I believe. Right. He just usually lose. He's three and six in the finals. Oh, gotcha. But that's only because he ran into the Warriors a bunch of times. Well, he ran into the Warriors and, and then the he Lakers. went. No, he the went Spurs. two and two. He lost to the Spurs once with Miami, and he lost to the Mavs once with Miami. Oh, yeah. You should just say Dirk Nowitzki is better than Jordan and LeBron on the internet. And See LeBron, what happens. Yeah. Well, I really wanted to get the Euro trash. <laughs> that one was unintentional. Anyway, one more game of the NBA, then we'll be done. We won't have to talk about that, but they're going to keep talking about that. So, right. screw them. I'm done. I'm well, out. I'm out. Leave them, but who, you don't need them anymore. Nope, don't need them anymore. I mean, but like, I feel, I don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I just like, I think that Tom Brady is probably the best football quarterback, but I don't necessarily think that, I don't know who's won the most World Series with a team. Like, was it Babe Ruth? I don't know. It's probably some yeah, weird game. Uh, like it Yo- was probably DiMaggio, I bet. Yogi Berra, maybe? Maybe Yogi Berra. But I don't think that I mean, anyone's going to be like Joe Maggio's. somebody who was on the 20s Yankees and on the like 40s Yankees. Right. Yeah. But I don't think but that again, like, I don't think that crazy. person, I don't think anyone on the internet is like Joe DiMaggio is the best baseball player ever. You know what right. I mean? Yogi Berra won 10 rings. Wow. Right. The best baseball player of all time, Yogi, Yogi Berra. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It's not even questionable, bro. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, it's just like, how do you quantify the bestness? You know. Well, well, I, was just, go ahead. I was just saying before you got on, we were talking about DJ LeMahieu, and he made like a really great, really great defensive play, and he's always super solid at second base, and he's a, won a batting title in both leagues. I was like, is DJ LeMahieu one of the best players? I might have said the best player, and Joel was obviously like, no. But it's like, he could be considered one, but I'm also, and then I explained that I'm a sucker for average. I li- I like a ball player that can consistently is getting on base, hitting the ball hard. And so I think he should be in the conversation, but that ultimately doesn't really matter at this point. You know, it's more like Aaron Judge or uh, what's his other, Giancarlo Stanton are the ones that are getting all the kind of recognition because they hit home runs. Right. That's what's valued. Right. Also like batting average doesn't, necessarily mean that like if he's wins the batting title it doesn't necessarily mean that he's getting on base the most right no 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 because no, so, no. like it probably no, just I, means I, that he's like swinging at more pitches he just gets more hits you know yeah it's a totally irrational it's a it's a terrible statistic to base anything on because everybody knows that it's kind of no it's really <laughs> hard to like hit the be hit the most in major league baseball i don't think that you know, I don't think it's a bad stat to like go for, but you know, it it it, it, it represents something. But whether yeah, what yeah. it represents is all that important is yeah. you know debatable. Tim and Anderson he, won the batting title last year. I think he walked like five times all year. You know? <laughs> yeah, he did. His OPS was terrible. <laughs> it was much better this year. He came in second in the AL this year. So. Well, and like his OPS, you know, or what is OBP? Right. I like OPS the best, but I mean, you want to look at lots of stats, and we're not. I mean, maybe you guys are more than me. Like now, the nodes have even more advanced stats. But if I'm looking just briefly at how good a hitter is. I want to look at average. I want to look at OPS and maybe on base percentage, and then I don't know like strikeouts maybe. I'm a big WAR guy. Yeah, but the WAR thing, and we can go down this 
tunnel if we want to. Everybody calculates war differently. Right. That's why I like so, it. <laughs> that's why you like it. Yeah. But it gives you a good idea. Like an anarchy stat. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I just think that fielding... I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I feel I it's I like, how much better are you than everybody else? You know, that's what I like about it. Are you what? five better than everybody else? Are you eight better than everybody else? Right, but if you, you know... But if that number isn't consistent, what what is it worth? Something. We don't know what. And if you're a first baseman in slugs, that's worth less than if you're a really good defensive shortstop who also slugs. Right, but that's what I like about it. Because it's like if you just base everything on hitting, then you're missing, you know, you're missing half the picture, you know? Yeah, I mean, you want defense and base running, you want all the, but but yeah, I think baseball is weird, though, because like, I don't know, I mean, all sports are kind of independent to themselves, you know, like basketball kind of has different kind of unquantifiable aspects, you know, when you're watching a basketball game, you can you know, there's a certain amount of individual kind of style that goes into it. The way that people play, the kind of the way they move on the court, that's super fun to watch. But baseball's got different dynamics too, you know, like it's all these different statistics and then it's all the other components of playing baseball, which is base running and, yeah. you know, yeah. and all that stuff. And I mean, that's why people like Mookie Betts or Mike Trout, who are just sort of superior at all of these categories are kind of the runaway, fit, you know, but there's guys that are better at each individual statistic. Right. I, I, it's, we keep talking about Mookie Betts, but I remember, like, I just follow the Red Sox. He's been on the Red Sox for so long. And there's like probably five to 10 runs every year that nobody in Major League Baseball scores except for him because of, he's like so superior as a base runner. It's crazy. It's like he will like walk to first, steal second, and, score from second base on an infield single or some shit like that and you're like what the like who does that and it's only him you know and so i feel like that you know it's like great you win the batting title you have the highest batting average but it's like you you know dj lemayhew doesn't score those 10 runs you know sure Mm -hmm. I, i enjoy watching him play for some reason yeah all right, well, see, maybe really what I'm mad about is Twitter when these conversations just degrade into name-calling. Right. I mean, you can't really base anything on humankind. I saw something on Twitter, which I've read, you know, God, I don't know how you talked me into it, but <laughs> I saw somebody I saw somebody posted on there. They're like, I don't know why I post on Twitter, and then they were like, or, or, or like, I don't know why I visit this website, and then they were like, oh, yeah, the people. And it's kind of one of these things where it's sort of like, it is the people. Like, you get to hear kind of all these vantage points and all these sort of like paintings of the of reality as we know it which can be really pretty fantastic and kind of like you know like there was one where it was like you know think we think of art as you know decoration for your wall and then it doesn't that make music decoration for time or something like that and i was like what you know i was like yeah these are that's what the yeah there's like the emoji of the brain blowing right. you're like oh that is kind of blowing up my brain and so there's sort of these like amazing moments that can kind of occur when we're all connected but then you gotta connect with the anti-semites also yeah and that kind of community is almost impossible to fucking get <laughs> and i mean there's other there's i mean there's there's anti-semites and more you know like it's like fucking garbage cesspool of humanity which is like this humanity is just like man just smoke a joint and take a walk in that and you will be like what the hell is going on uh moving on because there's baseball to talk about i want to give a shout out to all of our listeners from last week providence rhode island what's up eli seattle that's thomas thomas bringing in the seattle listening probably yeah going on my way to work on his way to work, Champaign, Illinois, San Jose, California, Portland, Oregon, Bronx, New York, Mountain View, California, Cincinnati, Ohio, home of Cincinnati, Chile, and a bag. <laughs> we got to start saying that. Apodaca, Mexico, Colombo, Sri Lanka, Peru, Illinois, Barcelona, Spain. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends. Be sure to check us out on all your social media applications, including Twitter. Oh, on the, um, 
If you listen to us on Apple iTunes, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. All right. Hold on. I got to actually, I was supposed to do this as part of my hot take, but shout out to Willie who spent his quarantine in Cincinnati at his family's home and just got back. My friend who I work with, and he's the one who brought me the bag of chili. So, (laughs) Shout out to Willie. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for the Cincinnati chili. Yeah. That's awesome. That's so fucking cool. All right, so the playoffs are going on. Um, the last playoffs. time, playoffs. Last playoffs. time we talked, we were about halfway through the wild card round, and since then, the wild card round has finished. The Marlins beat the Cubs, swept them. Right? Yeah. Can I interject here? I just want to go ahead and plug my own prognostication yes. skills. I did call this first round matchup and victory. Um, a month and a half ago. That's pretty good. Well, and Thomas, the Padres came back to beat the St. Louis Cardinals. And if you listen to last week's episode, at the moment that game two was going on, and the moment Thomas says, oh, the Cardinals are going to win, the Padres began a miraculous comeback. (laughs) I think I jinxed a couple other things too, man. I I I got I got I got a couple teams through to the next round. We'll see what happens with our uh, AL picks. Are we doing? Are we going to just pick? What, or, or how are we going to work this? Are we going to pick our? I don't know. I mean, they've already started. The fact um, the AL Central went. Yeah, the AL Central went. Or, I mean, the, the Central and the Central. Yeah, the AL Central went zero and three. The NL Central went zero and four, uh, which is you know, fucking shitty, but also uh, what you get when you only play other teams in your region for the entire season. So, you know, you, that was, that was, po- that was theory was posed on the, you know, and, but, it, and is there just parity in the, in the central divisions because the quality is poorer? I think that's a tough generalization to make. Yeah. I would <laughs> argue that it's because the quality is, mediocre and that there were no great teams in either of those divisions i mean and there were like some really bad teams too and there were several yeah the pirates the royals and the tigers i mean the big hit all season yeah on the chicago white Sox was that we went 18 and 2 against the tigers and the royals which at the time i was kind of dismissing but now may have been a valid point I mean, I, White Sox were without their holes, but they also are a pretty good team that we all expected to do well. And, I mean, we all kind of were thought Minnesota was a real deal ball club, and we all kind of allegedly chose Cincinnati to advance. I, uh, and I think, I think everybody kind of expected the Cubs were going to be make it through, even though I said that the Marlins were going to well, beat them. the Marlins have never lost a postseason series in their history. So, I, um, I don't know. I, I think that I think it's tough to to, to qualify that idea. <clears throat> I do think that the Twins are a real deal ball club. I think that they like haven't figured out how to play in the big moment yet. Uh, and I think the White Sox will be good, like competitive. But I don't like. I think that the Twins were the only ones that I thought were gonna actually make it through. I, like, was rooting for all of those teams, not the Marlins or the Cubs. I kind of hope they would both lose. The Cardinals? The Cardinals. No, I hate the Cardinals. Right. But I didn't think they were going to beat the Brewers, the Padres. Yeah. And the Brewers, like, also, the Cardinals, like, they didn't even... The Cardinals had them on the ropes. They were up by three runs or four runs in game two. Yeah, you are about to take two, two, and the Padres rallied furiously. And then I think, I mean, they are the better team. That's what we all were talking about, I think. But, you know, I mean, it's like, that's the thing about, that's what's fun about baseball is that a weird team like, I mean, not St. Louis because they've won so many and are boring. They're like the Yankees of the National League. But, you know what I mean? Like a team like that can make a weird run. I think that's, that's why we all like it. So, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, maybe like a, the, consistent quality isn't in the NL Central and maybe it wasn't as maybe we were a little mis, misdirected with the Central the AL Central I don't know 
am I totally crazy to think that if we played 162 games, the AL Central could have had like an 85 win, an 85 win, and an 84 win at the top? That's what I would have seen happening. I think yeah, the I, Twins would have <clears throat> won a lot of games this year. You did, yeah. You think they would have? Put and it I away. think the White Sox mm-hmm. would have won. A, you know, they would have had winning a winning season. You know, but thirty, they finished thirty-five and twenty-five. That's like a hundred, a hundred win uh, rate. You know, if you there was no way they would. Right, but like that's not. It's in a hundred and sixty-two game season. That's like a. That's like a completely different right. structure. Like, teams that are... I'm not sure that the White Sox had a team deep enough to win 100 games. Like, you need... I I don't think so at all. Like, I feel like the Twins do. But, like, you know, the Cardinals didn't even play 60 games this season. The Cardinals played about the equivalent of 50 games. Right, because of all the seven games. Because of all the... the, They didn't play their last two games. They played 11 doubleheaders. So 22 seven-inning games. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. I'm so glad they're out of it. Uh, I'm so glad they're right. out of it. Miami also did not play their full schedule, did they? Miami did not. Detroit did. No, they did. I think I thought the Marlins came up a couple games short. Maybe I'm wrong. They played a lot of doubleheaders, too, but they didn't play as many as the Cardinals. <clears throat> right. And I think they might have played 60 quote-unquote games. Even though a seven-inning game is a fucking Little League game. All right, so let's look at the DS. Um, all right, let's go AL to NL. So A's Astros. My hot take on this was I was about ready to cuss the, the A's out before they came back to win earlier today. If they hadn't won today, it would have been a three-game sweep by Houston against Oakland, I was going to be really fucking pissed. As it stands, it's still 2-1 Houston. Houston is still, they beat the Twins. They're up 2-1 on Oakland. Fucking Correa's hitting. Springer's got like four home runs in five games. Fucking Jose Altuve, that short piece of shit, is hitting also. Like, you guys were saying, maybe the Astros, you know, they're a tested and tried team. Maybe they're making their run at the right time, which is going to piss a lot of people off. Me being one of them. Yeah. No, I, 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 I that's kind of what I, where I was, yeah, I started going there with when they started beating up, beating, when they beat the Twins, I was like, oh no, just don't, these guys, let these guys off the mat, because they're, yeah, they've got, they've got a, they've got a lineup that if it's working is really good, even without Altuve. I mean, Correa is a really good ball player, Bregman is a total piece of shit. And uh, also a pretty good ball player. Um, but Michael Brantley, Yuli Gurriel, I mean... Also a piece of shit and a pretty good baseball player. Yeah, all in the giant piece of shit, pretty good ball player category. And, I mean, Zach Greinke could could be a number one. And, I, and they have some young guys that they could ride and a bullpen. Yeah. I mean, there's teams have ridden a bullpen to the championship before, so... I wouldn't... I just... I, I, I hope they lose, I but I'm scared. And, yeah. I, and I, I kind of saw it coming. And the A's are kind of like, once they lost Matt Chapman, he's like kind of, I mean, that's a really tough the third baseman, you know, you're slugging third baseman. I mean, because Olsen was struggling and Chris Davis is just coming back and he's kind of needs the protection in the lineup to kind of get back into a run. Like, I think they were kind of expecting to get Chris Davis back and really pick it up in the playoffs. And if Matt Chapman had still been there, I think they would. But he's got all this pressure on him because Mark Canna isn't going to perform all the time and Olsen right. really can't get it going. And I don't know. They're, so they, I think they were kind of they were kind of going the opposite direction. So I'm I was surprised that they got past Chicago. To be honest with you. Sure. Well, we, I think we all picked Chicago, and I mean the offense stepped up when it had to against well, Chicago, and you know the White Sox definitely helped them out a lot. And so the question is, can the can they get? I mean, they beat Houston nine seven tonight. They hit six home runs tonight, and like that's what they need to do if they're gonna like win. Because right, their their yeah. team, like they they're leading their highest batting average. This is for you, Thomas is uh, 
fucking what's uh-huh. his name, and he was batting two forty five for the season, and that he led the team in batting average, and that's like crazy. So, <clears throat> I think that like the A's aren't really built to go like. I'm not surprised that they beat Chicago, but like I wouldn't be surprised if they lost to Houston because it's like they need they have like a really good bullpen and they hit a lot of home runs. But it's like if your bullpen blows a game or like you the other team keeps you in the ballpark, then you can't win. Like you don't have you don't win other ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. So it's going to be tough for Oakland to come back in that one. The other AL series, the one that I've been watching the most of, Rays Yankees. Right now it's tied 1 1. We're in game three. Top, nope, just went to the bottom of the seventh. Tampa Bay's up on the Yankees 8 to 2, which is yep. fucking awesome. Uh, John Carlos Stanton and his big stupid butt has been just crushing the home the home run balls. That was one of my things. Going back to Twitter, Yankee fans are so fucking horny for John Carlos Stanton. It's really weird and a little kind of makes me like creeps me out just a bit. I think okay, Yankee fans I, are just kind of horny in general. I uh, I hate the Yankees and I hate John Carlos Stanton, but I gotta say. I when he played for the Marlins, I went to a Mets Marlins game and sat in right field right behind him. That guy is a fucking stack of a man, okay? Yeah. He yeah. like he <laughs> I, like looks I, like a giant man and everybody else on the ball field looks like a little boy next to him. It's crazy. <laughs> I I got to tell you that story sort of took me on a little ride because right at the beginning you started telling that story because we were talking about his big ass butt and you were like, "You know what? I got to tell you, I but I hate Giancarlo Stanton, but I think he's got a great butt, is what I thought you were going to say. And then you didn't say it, and you started telling a story, and I was like, oh, man, I was disappointed that he didn't actually say that. And then you kind of worked your way into actually saying that. So I really appreciated that. Yeah. He, he looks like Carlos a football Stanton player. sucks but his butt. Yeah. <laughs> he has a really weird batting stance, too. He does have a really – they were talking about that on the broadcast. He's been working on that a lot. Which real narrow now. He keeps his feet real close together. Real close together. Yeah. Um, the pitching. Thomas is hitting that key again. The pitching. <laughs> so the Yankees, game two. Did either of you watch game two? I watched the end they, of it. Last night, you mean? Yeah, last night. Yeah. They started the young guy, um, Garcia. What's his first name? Debbie Garcia? Mm-hmm. Baby Garcia. Yeah. They call him Baby, yeah. Baby. Uh, who wears Pedro Martinez's number on his belt because he's like idolizes Pedro Martinez. And he's only five foot nine, which I also respect as a short man. <laughs> <laughs> but they pulled him in the second inning and then put in Hack, who then just got blasted by the race. Yeah, Hat does suck. And so now the Yankees, so they started Tanaka and tonight and Tanaka is trash. So right. Well documented Yan- trash. Well documented trash. So the Yankees, in my opinion, may have fucked themselves over a little bit on this one. Cole won against Snell in game one. And then they, they did try to get cute with the opener in game two and it backfired. And now Morton is gonna looks like he's gonna beat Tanaka in Game Three. Like the Yankees are gonna be struggling to find pitchers the rest of the series. They have Jordan Montgomery slated to go tomorrow. Yeah, I think he was like the third Secretary of the Treasury, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Under this administration, I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got like stocks with that weird pharmaceutical company that's keeping Trump alive. But who else do they have? They got Montgomery starting, and then will they go back to Garrett Cole if there's a game? Oh, they'll go back to Garrett Cole for Game Five for sure. Yeah, yeah. they'll have to. But it, it's interesting; like it changes the four man rotation a little bit because there's no off day, right? And I think, like, well, that's, and, oh, that was sorry. Well, I, it's just like that benefits the Rays more than it benefits the Yankees because the Rays like run an opener pretty regularly anyway, right? I don't think they did it as much this year, did they? Or did they? Uh, 
I'm not as much as last year, but they still did it. And yeah. like, you know, they can do it. They're set up for it, you know? Right. They don't, they don't have an announced starter for tomorrow. Mm, that's interesting. Who is the other starters? See, I also don't know any of these dudes on the ways. Um, beyond beyond Morton, I don't know who, who they have going. St- I mean, they have Ryan Yarborough is who has uh, he can be really good when he's on and he's kind of been inconsistent they had him kind of in an opener role and kind of in a coming in after an opener role last year shane mcclanahan that's a he's a rookie they put him in a in a relief in game one they have listed as starters on their roster they have tyler glass now pitched last night blake Mm -hmm. snell who pitched first charlie morton who's pitching today and then that guy, McClanahan. Yeah. So they'll probably go with an opener. One thing about, yeah, probably. One thing about watching game one. Game one was a good game. It was 4-3 Yankees going into the ninth inning. And so the Yankees were up in the top of the ninth. And the Rays put in the reliever, this guy, uh, John Curtis. Dude's got... Bases loaded, two outs, and he gives up a grand slam to big butt John Carlos Stanton. Mm-hmm. And suddenly it's 8-3, or not at that point it was 9-3 Yankees. And then the Tampa Bay... Judge hit the grand slam. No, it was, it was Stanton. Stanton. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was And Stanton. he hit two home runs in game two. Yeah, no, the dude has been on fire. It's insane. Big but butt stain. Big butt stain. Um... Yeah, but then the Rays manager, here's the thing. I think the Rays manager, what's his name? Cash? Yeah. Cash. Yeah, okay. I like him. I also think he's a fucking sadist because then he leaves John Curtis in the game. It was like game one of the playoffs, and it's like, well, you already lost this game. So he leaves John Curtis in the game. Curtis loads the bases again. And, like, it's like, take the guy out, put him out of his misery, <laughs> take him out to the shed and shoot him. Right. <laughs> He's like, learned his lesson. <laughs> exactly. And you can just tell that Cash is like, no, he lost this game for us. He's going to finish this game that he lost for us. It was really mean. I felt really bad for John Curtis. <laughs> well, it makes sense. You don't want to burn another arm. Yeah. No, that's, like that's sort of the. I mean, that that was what I was going to bring up was that the this no day no days off, but then kind of bigger breaks between the series is got to be kind of weird for. I guess this whole season's probably so bizarre, so nobody's really used to anything. But it seems like it's a really it's really tough on momentum, but it's also kind of it's tough on positive momentum and good for negative momentum. Like it gives everybody if you're down, it kind of helps you to have a day off. And not having a day off, I feel like if you're, if, if you, like, losing, like, I kind of was bummed. I, I thought losing game one was going to be really a tough one for people to get over. Yeah, I did too. And I think uh, I was surprised that A's fought back tonight, but I don't think that they're going to last them tomorrow. And I, I'm like, if the Dodgers go up 2-0, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, it's hard that. to win three games in a row in Major League Baseball, just in yeah. general. And then once you get yeah. to the playoffs and you have to do it, it's like, nearly impossible you know right yeah no, I uh, the nl series i haven't watched men- that much of these in game one the braves made a big comeback though against the miami marlins and they won again tonight so atlanta's up on miami now two games to none well there was uh there was some talk between us about all the potential plunkings upcoming by having you know like a couple of different matchups like you know, the Houston versus Oakland, we were like, oh, there's some fun history there. And the Yankees versus Tampa Bay, oh, there's some fun history there. And the uh, only real thing to spark up was, yeah, what apparently fired Atlanta up. It was Acuna hitting a leadoff home run and then getting plunked in the hip the next time he came up. And they were down like 4-1 to one or 3-1 to one at that point. And he got super juiced. And I forgot that they had big beef this year, the Marlins and the Braves, or maybe it was going into even last year, but it was because Acuna, like, you know, strutted out a home run, and Don Mattingly, of course, is like, grumble, 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 old school baseball, hit him in the leg, you know. Right. That guy is, like, the living embodiment of those two old, cranky, gay Muppets. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) With a big mustache. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I it it, it didn't work out for the Marlins. It was a poor choice because Al Al Alcantara was kind of kind of cruising. I feel like. Oh, the pitcher. Uh, yeah. The pitcher. Yeah. And uh, and then he plunked Acuna, and all of a sudden the, the Braves scored a run, and then kind of like got moving, and then all of a sudden it seems like the Braves figured remembered that they were a better team. Yeah, right. I would say this that this series that we're talking about right now is the biggest mismatch in the the mm-hmm. DS. Yeah, um, yeah. I think they're going tomorrow from the Marlins. So mm-hmm. I think uh, you know I only picked the Marlins to beat the Cubs out of spite. And <laughs> sometimes that's what works. In our last podcast, I picked Cincinnati to beat uh, the Braves yeah. and uh, the Marlins to beat the Cubs. And then I thought that the Reds were going to beat the Marlins to go right. to the NLC. Well, we were all coming into the playoffs, I think, thinking the Reds were hot. Well, I was and, rooting for the Reds. Yeah, but I don't know. I just I feel like I lost sight of the fact that the Reds can't hit. Right, because we all did. You know, I think that like, I think the Braves are a good team. I think a team with good hitting will be able to take advantage of the fact that the Braves don't have great pitching. But I don't think that the Marlins have the hitting to like take advantage of that. That makes sense. Um, the Braves pitching might be getting going. It. I mean, they shut out the Marlins. Um, Twice? No, they shut out the Marlins today. But, like, the the, the Braves, like, yeah, were scrambling. Yeah. Like, they've been dealing with injuries to their starting pitching and their bullpen as well, like, all season long. They, they don't have yeah. any sort of, like, pitching continuity. <clears throat> and I feel like a team like the Padres, for example, would be more of a kind of antidote to the Braves, but they got the the Reds and the Marlins back to back, and that's not those aren't teams that are going to be able to like take advantage of their weakness. I feel like right, they kind of got an easy draw there, right? Because like what those Reds games where one went to like sixteen innings and it was one yeah. nothing, and then the other was like nine innings, but it was also one nothing or something like that, <laughs> right? All right, so Dodgers Padres. Um, Dodgers won Game One. They're up in Game Two right now, three to one. Koshaw's on the mound. Ellinger just hit a home run in the bottom of the fourth. It's four oh, to one. Four to one now. So Ellinger wakes up, then it's not even going to be close. Yeah. Right. Okay, I got a hot take on this series. You ready? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> I don't feel like the Dodgers have won a single game this postseason. But somehow they have. Right. right. No, but like, okay. So they scored, uh, let's see, against the Brewers. I think they scored like four unearned runs. Um, and they only scored like eight runs in that series, in those two wins. Um, and then they scored two runs on wild pitches yesterday in a four, they won four to one or something like that. Like they aren't they aren't winning these games. They're getting good luck and like decent pitching, you know? Hmm. Like they've been backing through the playoffs. Like they haven't been tested yet. Like no one's no one's like done themselves any favors against the Dodgers. I mean, do we really see any I kinda yeah, I, I don't really see anybody standing in their way at this point, yeah. But I don't think they're playing good ball. Like I think that if the Padres were to They're being carried by kind of I think they're kind of being carried by weird, you know, AJ Pollock's having a good year. Right. Um, you know, Chris Taylor is still good. Corey Seager has been pretty good this year. I don't know. They're, they're being carried by kind of like the, the, the non-regular guys that are like Mac Munce, Muncy has struggled and Bellinger has struggled. And uh, maybe they're not getting as much out of the catcher position as they were for a minute. I don't know exactly, but you're right. They, they, I feel like there's something about the Dodgers that feels like they haven't really played to their potential the whole year. And then maybe in this postseason, like the Brewers were had their holes. Well, I don't the Brewers know. Yeah, were I, a losing I, I team. I really noticed all the unearned, but no, I think the Brewers were technically 500. They were points still. They stand. weren't. I think they were under 500. They were, they were, they were, they were under 500. 500. Thought, oh, yeah. the Reds finished ahead of them. You right. Uh, if I were the Dodgers, I would be taking all the love that the media has given the San Diego Padres personally. 
like I would really want to win the series if I were the Dodgers. I'm not rooting for them. I also think it's lucky that they got to play both Milwaukee teams back to back. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. And like the yeah. city of Milwaukee is really gonna hate the Dodgers after this. <laughs> like it's like losing once to you is bad enough, but losing twice. The uh, the Dodgers this year led the MLB in runs scored and ERA. So like they're a good team. But I don't think they've played like it. I, their pitching's been good, but I don't think that their offense has woken up. I, I don't think they've been playing championship baseball right, like, yet. Like, I think if they played the Rays right now, the Rays would beat them. Oh, interesting. Huh. The other take I had about this, and Thomas, you'll love this about batting average, when I looked up um, <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr., and I was surprised his batting average was only 270. I understand that that's, like, not bad. And that batting average has its limits. But well, and its OPS is... Not, and his OPS is pretty good. It's, like, in the 900s. Yeah. Um, but he's, like, a top 25 hitter. And I was somehow expecting him to be, like, a top 10 hitter. Because that's the way they've been talking about him. <laughs> Because that's how they're talking about him. That's my point. Yeah. But he plays he plays really good defense at a premier position. So his war Oh, but for don't you think that like Manny money. Machado is probably the best player on that team? Well, I don't think Manny Machado hit for a better average. I don't think he hit more home runs. I'm pretty sure he hit more home runs. Let's look that up. Well um, he also batted right behind Tatis Jr. So and he wasn't a rookie. <laughs> and he's not a rookie. That's the other thing, yeah. I mean, Tatis has garnered the attention deservedly so, and you know, and and I think, but I think his defense makes make really does add a lot to his overall war and his value as a player. Just like Mike Trout playing in really good defense in center field is adds a lot to his war. There's guys that slug more. There's guys that get on base more. There's probably guys that run the bases better. But you know, the whole package is where we're going with that. And Machado had a higher OPS than Tatis. I mean, the garb- uh, batting average is a garbage stat. <laughs> I think you're kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it is a garbage stat. Getting back to what we were talking about, I think it's worth something, but it doesn't give you a clear picture of what's going it's like on. Like ERA for pitching. Yeah, it's like ERA for pitching. It doesn't tell you a lot. It tells you something, though. You want better than not better. And it tells you if a guy is good, average, or shitty, I guess. I mean, the question is, what happens when you're looking at my boy Edwin Encarnacion, who hit like 140 this year, but had 10 home runs? Like, that's bad. But when you calculate in the home runs, it's like, eh, it was like average. I, uh, this is maybe kind of off topic, but I just really, there's this Barry Bonds, he did that interview with The Athletic earlier in the, in spring training, I guess, and he had this one quote in that Athletic article where the guy asked him what he thought about the new thing where everyone's just trying to hit home runs, and there were guys who were hitting 220 but would hit 40 home runs, and he's like, if I ever hit 220, Willie Mays would whoop my ass. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which I thought was a really good quote. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. What's his, what was his lifetime batting average? At three Very something, awesome. 310, something like that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's my one point I wanted to make, and then we can move on, is that if I'm Mookie Betts and I hit 292 with nine home runs, and the kid Fernando Tatis Jr. hit 277 with 11 home runs. I'm coming after him in this uh, in the DS, you know. 298 Barry Bonds. <clears throat> Career 298. Yep. That guy was so insane. Yeah. So great. Uh, well, but here's the thing, Joel, about Tatis that I wanted to say to you because remember yeah. we were talking about like. If the White Sox were going to win, I kept saying Tim Anderson has to be the guy. Yeah. And and nobody ever became the guy for the White Sox. Fernando Tatis Jr. stepped up and was the guy for uh, the the Padres in that in that wild card series. Because like, yeah. uh, 
Will Myers, I know, played really well too. But when the when they were down by four runs or whatever in that elimination game in the seventh inning, it was Tatis Jr. who jacked that home run that really got them started. Um, yeah. And he ended up hitting two in that game. And then in the the third game, the elimination game, he made he like I don't know if he had another home run, but he made like some incredible like run saving defensive plays and was like very much stepped up and was like the one that was like we're not gonna lose this series, you know. And that he came walking through in the pinch. And that's that's what you need, you know. Yeah. And that's the whole legends are made in October thing. Well, right, but that's where the Dodgers are a different team because they have so many guys that are capable of being that guy, whereas the Padres have two. You know, it's like if the Cleveland Indians, if Jose Ramirez and Francisco Lindor don't hit, the Cleveland Indians aren't weren't going to win any baseball games this year. And kind of it's been that way for a, a minute. I mean, even when they went to the World Series, there was a lot of those two guys and they were uh i mean i guess the dodgers have kind of they've cornered the market on it they've got a huge they've got a you know they got guys that they can platoon and they take advantage of like a lot of those opportunities they've got a terribly deep roster and that's why they're kind of i think they're tough gonna be tough to beat no totally but like they've been to the world series a lot and they've never won because no one's ever stepped up and become that guy, I feel like, for the Dodgers. Maybe. <clears throat> maybe yeah. that kind of, but maybe that deep culture, you know, you never, that player never presents themselves. You know, it's like, right. I don't know, on the Dodgers, nobody really is the guy that take, you know, it's like, I'm the guy, you know. Right. And, and on the Dodgers, that's Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado. Right. Yeah. But, but Manny Machado is yeah. the Jose Abreu. The, the, the right. like, I am yeah. the consistent veteran who like is going to be your keel during the regular season. And then you I, need, okay. you need okay, somebody. Now I think I understand where you were going with that. Cause I was like, I didn't really understand where you guys were talking about with like your difference in opinion about Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu. Well, let's yeah. we had So, so in one of my episodes, Sam was like, Tim Anderson needs to be the guy for the white Sox. And I was like, no, Jose Abreu. Cause he's the captain. He's the MVP candidate. He's been the guy all series season long. But Sam was right, because, like, Abreu had two opportunities with the runners in scoring position, and he didn't deliver. Um, and, like, and Abreu did, like, I, he did not have a bad series. He hit, like, 300. He had a home run. Like, he wasn't bad, but he didn't come up in those clutch situations. I think, you know, what are they called? High-leverage situations. Right. And he had his chances. Tim Anderson hit like 700 for that three-game series. Right. Because t- Tim Anderson was the table setter the whole time, just like he was. That's his job. That's right. why you need a Brayer to be that guy. The, I, the whole, I, I just got, yeah, I didn't really. Well, they lost because of Brayer. Now I think I understand. That guy. Right, and he had been that. But Sam's point was that he was like the keel. He was the, the guiding for He kind of kept things steady right. in the whole season. He's the, he's the veteran, the, the veteran presence, which is crazy to say because I can't believe that guy's actually the, one of the older state, elder statesmen of that team. But it's anyway, a young team. Yeah. He's he, he seems so young to me, but he's I guess he's 30, so he's not that young. But right. anyway, the like, point he's being the drummer, that he, you know? He, he's he the drummer. A mainstay. He's a mainstay, right. not a, like... <laughs> Not an exciting well, I guess MP. Abreu's more of a bass player, I guess. <laughs> but like, you oh, know. Of the band. Of the band, right? Gotcha. He He's like keeps the tempo. Did. He like sets the line, you know, that everybody yeah. else follows. But like no one is inspired by the bass player. Well, and, and you texted me, maybe Luis Robert is your guy. Yeah, when maybe Luis, Rob- maybe Luis no, Robert. Maybe Luis Robert said it on the man. podcast, and it was like, but Luis Robert was like, he's a rookie, and he kind of struggled in the second half of the season. He really struggled, but he hit. He he was good in this series, and he hit a four hundred and eighty-seven foot. Yeah, that was, that was that fucking was. ridiculous. <laughs> but what I'm I mean, saying is, like, you need, like, you know, in 2018, the Red Sox won the World Series, and this guy Pierce whose first name I don't even remember, was the guy. And he, like, hit the home run at the right time. Like, 
and he just kept hitting home runs. He ended up winning World Series MVP, and I think maybe Championship Series MVP also. But, like, it it can't be, like, somebody has to be the guy who's like, no, we're not going to win, we're not going to lose this game, you know? Right, right. And we talk about this a lot, Sam, about, like, David Ortiz and his his bid to go to the Hall of Fame. And a lot of that is he was, you know, he was a very good baseball player, but he had, he was the guy. He's the guy. On more than one World Series championship team. But now that pulls me back to thinking that Jose Abreu was the, is the, had to be the guy, and he wasn't the guy, and they lost. Because Tim Maybe. Anderson was the guy, and they lost. Right. So, um, I mean... I mean, so like that's where I that's where I now I'm getting confused again with this distinction about what the guy is. Right, right. I mean, I think that's we have to really kind of narrow that down first. Well, and it's it's non calculable, and it's you know who's going to come up when it matters right. most. You know it when you see it. This is Don Mattingly. That sounds like something Don Mattingly. <laughs> <laughs> right, going to plump him. Except for then he'd like elbow his husband, and they'd laugh together. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, we're getting on an hour now. Fifty-six so minutes. It up. Uh, what else have we not? What other takes do we need to make before we leave the DS? Do we are we all thinking Braves be Dodgers in the one hand and hopefully Rays and it looks like Astros? Do you think so that, that the Dodgers are going to lose a game? before they get to the championship series? Like, do you think that the Padres are going to win a game? Uh, no. I would say yes. That would mean they'd have to win the next one if they lose tonight. Right. Which they, I mean, the thing about the Padres is they are capable of, like, putting team. up a lot of runs all of a sudden. Right. They don't call them Slam Diego for nothing. But they, it's because it's the porn industry. And that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like they're they're that's already in production. The porno yeah. version of <laughs> Slam Diego. The porno version of this this postseason run. <laughs> uh, <sighs> Although I guess it would be a gay porn. It's like, hey, bro, we're all quarantined together in this baseball park. And then Don Mattingly shows up. <laughs> 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 I don't think the Padres win another game. Yeah, you think it's sweet? I I think so too. Like I think that I think that the both the Brewers and the Padres are a little starstruck, v the Dodgers. Yeah, or like you know they're just used to getting whipped by him. Yeah, I thought that the, I thought Padres handled the Dodgers this year. I thought they had they won the series. Did they season? I don't I, I don't know. I'm I think it was close, and I can not speak to that. Um. I mean, and that's kind of a theme that we're talking about, too. Like, the Astros have been there before. Do they know what they're doing now that's the playoffs? The Dodgers have been there before. Do they know what they're doing now that's the playoffs? They're probably a little more relaxed. It's true, you know? But that's true because I've seen so many pitchers, like young pitchers, who, like, their their fastball goes fucking three feet over the guy's head. For right, the and it's like five it. miles an hour faster than it usually is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, oh, that kid's a little too excited right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think we'd like the no fans is really probably affecting things, but I mean, yeah. what way? Some people for better, though. I've heard that, that some announcers are like, this guy's probably being successful without fans right now. Yeah, I feel like, like it, I feel like it kind of goes both directions. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, I I think it definitely goes in both directions. I guess we'll never know. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> All right, so it's Dodgers v Rays. Do you still got Dodgers? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What if it's Dodgers v Astros? I'm not sure I, the Dodgers are going to lose a game before the World Series. Honestly, I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know. Someone's got to try against them. That's all I'm saying. The Braves got some pitching. I think the Braves got. I think the Braves got a chance to beat them in a couple, maybe once or twice. I don't. I think the Dodgers will will run it, but I don't. I'm not counting out the Yankees. Right. Against Tampa Bay, I don't. I, who they have tomorrow? They have Jordan Montgomery against Montgomery. Against Tampa Bay. Yeah. Who knows? It's pitching for Tampa Bay. I mean, right. 
and I, I just, I'm always nervous. And if they get to game five, Garrett Cole against Ian Snell again, I, I think Garrett Cole's going to win. He's pitching really well, and I think Ian Snell's a little bit, he's a question mark. Not a question mark, he's a really good pitcher, but I think that he loses that matchup. Again. He's also super ugly, I noticed. I, I work with a guy that that apparently went to high school with him. He used to play baseball against him. <laughs> Two hits against him. I was like, <laughs> so he says. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure thing, Steve. Right. Yeah. One of them was he said one of them was an infield hit, basically a bunt. <laughs> well, the Rays hold on to win. They're up eight four in the ninth, but you don't know. Yankees got to win two in a row. But yeah, if they get to Game Five, who, who fucking knows? They won the first matchup. All right. Well, we shall see. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Now I'm just thinking about, like, Don Mattingly and a bunch of Muppets in a gay pornography film. <laughs> That's disgusting. Uh, really for, fun if you're into that kind of thing. If you're into that, yeah. You know, no Muppets were hurt in the filming of this film. Slam Diego 3. <laughs> Don Mattingly. Don Ships <laughs> ahoy. Don Shaggingly. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. All right. For Carlo Big Butt. <laughs> and Harry um, Snatches. And, ew. Oh, see, that's taking, taking it too far. For Sam and Thomas, my name is Joel. Thank you so much for listening. Again, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription on Apple iTunes. Check us out on SoundCloud, Spotify, Facebook, and the moral abyss that is Twitter. Dump on the ump. Thanks so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen.